Okay, today is November 20th, uh, 2016. This is Worlds of Books, and we're discussing A Man Called Ova, that's O-V-E, by Frederick, F-R-E-D-R-I-K, Backman, I believe, B-A-C-K-M-A-N. Frederick Backman, I don't have a lot of bio information on him. He was born... June 2nd, 1981, in Sweden. He's a Swedish columnist and blogger. Uh, apparently, he's written a, a handful of books. I know the, th- the three that are listed in the introduction to Wikipedia is one. It's uh, A Man Called Ova, 2012. Uh, oh, man, I knew I was going to forget the names of them. Uh, uh, my, my, uh, my grandmother tells tells you she's sorry something like that i know i've I've, I've butchered the title but something about grandmother and and grandmother being sorry that was 2013 and then uh brit marie was here i think the third one and that's 2014 now i know a man called ova and brit marie was here are both on board i haven't i haven't explored any further uh I think I've seen some buzz about both of those on DB Review, and I've heard some buzz about a man called a, a man called Ova came to my attention first. I think because I heard a NPR story about it, so it's it's getting some uh, it's getting some popular buzz. I think, uh, and I mean, and, and, and you can, as you read through it, you can kind of understand why I think these these stories that deal with human relations, uh, I just always enjoy them when when they're well well done and stuff. And I thought this one. This guy really kind of got to me. I mean, I mean, he was a bit of a, a crabby Appleton, I, I admit, but he—he's definitely one of those kind of guys that—that—that's kind of got a heart of gold and grows on you as you, as you progress through the book. And uh, and I, I think that's the—that's the whole—the whole, uh, whole play of the book is uh, that's what it's designed to do. And uh, uh, I just—I uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I mean, and when did 59 become being an old man? I mean, that, that's not old. I mean, come on. I mean, now granted, I don't care what your f- actual physical age is. I think people that are grumpy are old and grumpy all their lives. And I, I don't think people really change. Uh, I mean, I, I, it is possible to change your, your basic personality, I guess. But I think if, if, if you're kind of a, a grump, you're, you're probably a kind of a grump regardless of, your, regardless of your physical age. So, uh, I'm going to keep saying that 59 is really young because I feel really young, and that's how old I am, and uh, uh, that's what counts. So I'm going to release the mic, and like we always do, just kind of give your comments about the book. And like Marcia says, she's, she doesn't care about spoilers. So I know I've got at least one spoiler I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spout out. But uh, 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 anyway, uh, let, let's hear what y'all thought about it. Well, this is Sherry. I don't um, – I, I like the book. I don't think Marcia will be – particularly surprised by the end i mean you got to expect that even from the annotation that things are going to improve for this guy um i thought it was interesting the way it was written the style reminded me a lot of that hundred year old man book i don't know if that's just a swedish style or the way swedish is translated but just the actual writing style reminded me of that nothing else about the book reminded me of that um, I thought the main character was interesting, and I started thinking about people I've known in my life who are really grumpy, and most of them did not have a heart of gold. So I'm wondering how rare this type of person is in, in, in real life. I've known some curmudgeons that were decent people, but nobody as obnoxious as this guy was, and he was pretty obnoxious at the beginning. But by the end, he, of course, came through, and I thought it was nice how he really did love the attention from the 
children next door, and he begrudgingly liked the cat, too. And being an animal lover, of course, I was rooting from the cat for the cat right from the start. You know, in real life, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it usually is. And I, I don't think conventions are always that good. I really had a hard time with parts of the book. Um, I could understand his curmudgeonliness after the death of his wife. That's uh, miserable. Um, but she, he was always that way. He was that way when he was a kid. He was just a, a, a rotten old man. I mean, and I don't think 59 is old either. It's a puppy. But the guy who wrote it is a puppy. Um, no surprise. Um, a lot to think about. Um, then that in that maybe maybe there's a reason that he's was grumpy. Maybe he was a reason. There was a reason he wanted to be left alone. Um, yeah, but I would have, I would think that he um, if he were changing, if he were doing that well, he would do more than just the house people next door and and the cat i'm i'm sorry but he'd have to he'd have to take on the world i mean this is the way it is you know you can't you can't uh just can't do that uh so he's he's still a grumpy old man in my book yeah you're you're right mickey he's a grumpy old man but he's honest uh okay i just passed the part right now which i guess i'm yeah I don't know, one-third through the book, I meant to check the time to see how much I had left. But when he was, you know, eight years old and he was working at the rail yard and he um, was working with that guy, Tom, <clears throat> pardon me, and he, the, the briefcase uh, was found and he found that wallet and took it to the lost and found officer, whatever it claims officer, whatever they called it, and um, turned it in. Um, I'm, I'm glad I, I would never have I would never have wanted to live with Ova at all. I mean, my God, um, you know. And he was he was kind of like a Scrooge kind of guy, you know. He kept you know his wife would sneak the heat up, and uh, he'd go and turn it down. And then they had that little heater that ran on the battery that was on her side of the bed and everything. So he was a Scrooge, for sure. But, you know, I can't help but like him. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't want to live with him, but I I, I like him okay, you know. So um, I, I know I've got more to explore here, but uh, that's that's the way uh, that's the way it is here. I, I lived with him for the first 34 years of my marriage, first marriage. Um, this, some of the same things. Turn the heat up. I'd, he'd turn it down. You know that type of thing. And it, it's not a way to live. It's not a way that you can live. Um, he just was a despicable. Uh, he, he, the only reason he turned the wallet in was because that was something his dad would do. He had this fixation on his father. Um, he really didn't want. He didn't do it because he was being honest. He did it because that's what Dad would have want, would want. And uh, that's not, uh, I guess, that's not really a basis for anything because you can't always live your life according to your parents. 
but maybe I'm just anti-OVA. Well, I think it was interesting when you met Sonia's father that he was kind of curmudgeonly too, and so that kind of helped me see what, what in the world Sonia would ever see in the man. And I, I don't think... I think he did it because he was honest, but I think he was honest in an authoritarian way, i.e., whatever the rules are, he's always going to follow the rules, and the rules are you turn in lost items, you don't keep them, and so that's why he was doing it. And I think later on when Tom, when he got accused of, oh, I forget what the thing was, where Tom stole something and Ova didn't rat him out because you don't tell tales on people, uh, you know, I, I guess... I don't really think that's that admirable. It's too bad he didn't tell on him. It might have prevented more thefts from the company. So I can't say that I liked Ova either, but I agree with Marsha. I certainly wouldn't want to live with him. He might be okay as a neighbor. He was certainly willing to come and help fix things. Well, my my paternal grandfather uh, was kind of a – he was what I would call more more kind of a gruff kind of character. I mean, he could raise his voice and and things like that, but he he didn't – he didn't beat on the same kind of stuff that, that, that Ova did. And he, he did have a heart of gold. He was just, uh, I mean, he was, uh, he worked the grocery stores every week. He was always doing the grocery ads and, and buying us food and this and that and the other. And, you know, uh, you know, even though he could, uh, uh, he, he could raise his voice when he was hollering at, at granny, uh, uh, he, he, he did have a heart of gold. So I was kind of, Reminded a little bit of him, uh, even though I think Oval, Eva, Oval was a little bit, uh, uh, not, not nearly as, as good a fella. Uh, and I kept being reminded of that. I think it was a song from the early seventies, uh, signs, signs everywhere, the signs blocking at the scenery, breaking my mind, do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? He was so fixated on rules and signs and stuff. I thought I was going to go crazy at the beginning of the book. Uh, and you know, uh, I don't, I don't usually, tolerate folks like that because it's like the, the 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 there is no exception to any rule which is a bunch of bull but uh uh but but then again i could see his side that people can be real idiots a lot of times and you know apparently a lot of them lived in his neighborhood so uh uh, uh you know uh I, I just i enjoyed seeing him get nicer as the book went but if you, but like Mickey and everybody's saying, if you if you kind of think about it, he he wasn't going out seeking any of those people. They kept kind of drawing him in, so he kept kind of like falling into these situations and stuff. And he usually tried to do the right thing, but uh, he wasn't he wasn't out trying to look for the interaction and stuff. But uh, uh, I, I'm a I'm a big believer that uh, uh, it, it's always better if you know to get along with your fellow man, and if you want to. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, like he, like he obviously was was ready to, to kill himself, if you go out and try to help somebody else, it always reaps all kind of results. Not not just for the person you're helping, but it does a lot for your own situation. And I, and I firmly believe that. And, uh, and and I think this this kind of kind of showed that. So maybe y'all can help me. That there was one thing where I just lost it, where I just started crying, and it was when that that older daughter called him granddad the first time. Uh, that was just, uh, and I, if y'all can help me remember where that was, I was trying to find it. Uh, I found the part where he gave her the, the, you know, the iPad later and, uh, at her birthday party and she calls him granddad then, but I don't think that's the first time she does it. And I can't, I, I couldn't, I was 
flipping through the various chapters and I couldn't figure out which chapter it happened in. But uh, uh, that was a, a real touching scene, I thought. But uh, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed the book and uh, I thought it I thought it, had, it it emphasized a lot of positive things. Although you had to take his negative side too. Well, I, I, under, I understand um, what you're saying. I haven't gotten to that. Well, now I understand where the iPad comes from, you know, because that starts out the, the beginning of the book where he's at the uh, uh, store, you know, trying to find a computer and, the you know, the salespeople are going nuts and everything, trying to help him out. But, um, you know, and, and I don't know... If you can relate, Mickey, but I know I I can relate with him kind of knocking around here um, all alone and trying to do stuff and and uh, everything. <clears throat> but uh, Ova is definitely what I would call anal retentive, whatever. I mean, gets up at the same time every morning and and he even you know not only reading the signs and uh checking the bicycle shed and and uh but uh leaning down and and smelling his pavement stones and then it smells like piss um so he's he definitely has problems so i guess i'll have to continue and see um Sounds like he gets, you know, he improves, but, uh, you know, his anal retentiveness will probably never go away. And I hate to tell him that Saab's not making cars anymore because uh, uh, that would that have, have been a, a, a death blow there. Now that would have killed him for sure. <laughs> um, I don't remember the part where somebody called him granddad the first time. I remember that being very moving, too. I was thinking it was the three-year-old. That did it first, and then the older one did it later, but I'm not sure. I must say Alan mentioned the 59 is not old. As a former IT consultant, we're not all as grossly incompetent as he portrays either. But on the other hand, once I start thinking about it, when it comes to home repair or anything domestic, I probably am as incompetent as he portrayed in the book. I am. I just got Windows 10. Anyway, um I think that he he was he it was the three year old that that called him grand, granddad the first time I'm almost positive and they just the other one picked it up and 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 that I thought was just wonderful but it, he didn't encourage them I mean he was just always being sought and it it um, yes. Uh, Marsha, I do understand why he'd be knocking around and looking for things to do more, you know. But uh, and but he also always went to the grave, checked the grave, and you know did that, and that was kind of neat. Um, I, I don't know. There are so many good and bad parts to the book. I I haven't. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I really don't know whether I. Loved it, or I thought, what a fairy tale, you know? Well, I he, he reminds me of when I lived in a condominium, and these condo Nazis, looking at all the rules and regulations you had to follow, and you couldn't park certain cars in certain driveways and things like that. And so I, I, uh, I first liked him, and then I didn't like us. They were being mean to him, too. One, one quick comment. The author... 
I, I guess I didn't know this before you mentioned it, Alan, that uh, Frederick Bachman was born in 1981. Yeah, no wonder he thinks 59-year-old uh, people are old. And I'm, I'm past 59. And, uh, but no, 59 is not old. But, yeah, he's a puppy, as you said, and other people. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was the older, you know, I don't, I'm, don't mean to beat a dead horse, but uh, I was thinking that the, 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 I mean, the younger one may have called him grandpa too, but I was, the, the scene that touched me was, and I believe it was right when the, the, the older daughter had drawn maybe a picture of his house or something. It had something to do with the drawing, and then that's how they got off talking about the iPod, uh, because I think she wanted to draw with it and stuff. But uh, I, I'll go back and, and find that chapter again and find that reference. But uh, I'm always amazed at how, I mean, we, we all use language all of our lives. And in that opening scene where he's at the computer store, and of course, nobody can say anything as simple as a as computing device. They got to call an iPad a computer and this and that and the other. And it's just, a, I'm always amazed at how, and of course, I know a lot of it's just uh, uh, story development stuff, but uh, how how folks can't seem to pick, come up with the right word when they're trying to do a better job of describing what they're talking about. But uh, uh, anyway, it, it was entertaining. I was the one that recommended this book, and I've been so sick for two and a half weeks. Um, there's a lot that I don't remember, but... I came away from it with such a feeling I wanted my friends to read it. I wanted to share it. I thought it really was incredible. I don't know why, but there was something about it that drew me to it. When I first started it, I didn't like him. Uh, I had heard that it was a good book. I said, well, maybe other people think so, but I don't think so. What's so good about it? But I made myself go on reading. And I guess, you know, everybody, whether they're a curmudgeon or not, everybody's got a backstory. Everybody's got a reason for being what they are. We don't know if it's built into the personality um, at birth or maybe up to 90 days old the child is sadness ways or what it is but um, I always want to know more about the person so I wanted to know more about Olga and I could see what he was after reading for a while and I didn't hate him so much I felt more sorry for him that he chose to live like this and then wife was the one that really was the only person until after she died was the only person that could really get through to him but he was awful and I wouldn't want to live with him either well, we'll have to give Marcia an assignment as she's reading the book to pay attention when the first person calls him granddad because you could very well be right Alan I might not be remembering that nice that well um, I think yeah, his wife, Sonia, that would make it worthwhile living next door to them. She sounded like a real jewel of a person. I will take that on, Sherry. I will do that. <laughs> and somehow I'll let you guys know. Um, 
but I got to tell you here real quick, I wouldn't have read this book if it hadn't been for Joni recommending it the other night. Um, but it just, it, I've, I've read, uh, you know, a couple of books that Joni's recommended, and she's never uh, steered me wrong yet. So thank you, Joni. Joni should just pass her book list on to the rest of us because uh, Joni reads good books. And I think I think what I really liked about this book is, especially with all this crap we've been dealing with in this election and stuff, here's this man, he, he seems like a real grump, and then he's actually getting out and, and people he, you know, wouldn't be high on his intermingling with list, he's kind of making contact with and and, and, and being decent to him and, and, and doing the right thing by him. Because if you got, I mean, you've got the... I really like Parvanette. She was she was great, and you know here she is. She's she's Iranian, and her family and her two cute little girls. I mean, who wouldn't who wouldn't love them? But then he's got Jimmy, the you know the fat Jimmy that's the the programmer that's you know another world apart. And then he's he he takes and boards that that son of the 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 coffee shop owner. I can't remember his name, and you know he's gay, and he's you know. He's, you know, it just goes to show you if we make the effort, we can get along with anybody. And that's why, you know, it, you know, that's like J- Joni said, you got to, everybody's got a backstory and it's, it's kind of our job to try to find out what it is before we start, uh, you know, casting stones at people and, you know, and, and getting our backs up about something they may, may do that throws us the wrong way. But, uh, uh, I, I really liked that they, they, they seem to kind of emphasize getting along with your with your fellow human beings uh, in, in this book, and that, that's one thing I really liked about it. Yeah, I liked that, too. It was a real feel-good book, and, and you're right. It was very timely in terms of having something for a change to read that was up, that made you feel good, and uh, how he helped all those people. I, I liked seeing Jimmy come, come out of his shell and getting his backstory. That was interesting, and so, you know, a long time ago, Ova helped get rid of Jimmy's dad with his uh, neighbor there. So, you know, he was helping people in the past, too. Yeah, he was. And, and that's what kept, if if he had just been the crabby old man who was, you know, making life miserable for everybody, I would never have been able to finish that book. You know, he was he was so down about his wife. And as I said, I understand that. Uh, he was so down about people in general. And, and he he started doing more and more. And, and, and that I really I really did enjoy. So uh, I, I, I would recommend it to people. Um, I thought it was a, a, a good book to read. Well, I think Sonia really saved him. She really made things clear to him made him see um, that things weren't really so bad. And, I mean, it was contrived, yes, but just at the time when he thought he would take his life again, something would come in to disturb him. And I loved his relationship with that cat. That cat was wonderful. Uh... Well, as for recommending books, I thank you for saying that you like the books that I recommend. Uh, I've always been able to pick out books. I don't know how I do it, but 
to do that since I was a little kid because I've been such a reader. And uh, and I love doing it, so if you want recommendations. Now I don't know if I can say come to me because I don't remember half of what I read, but that, just kidding. But read the the girl who slept with God. That's that's a high on my recommendations list because of Sherry recommending it to me. Yeah, I like uh, I like both the the stuff that you and Sherry recommend. I've got that on my wish list. The girl who slept with God. But I am glad that, that this one came to the forefront because I really did enjoy it. But uh, 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 and what else was I going to say? And yeah, I'm, uh, now I'm acting like a 89 year old man because it slipped right out of my head. Yeah, Alan, 59 is where it starts. Um, I was going to say that in addition to the lesson of the book being that you need to treat people well, I think it shows that people need to be needed. And these neighbors really did him a favor by having him help them and letting him help them because it made him feel needed. And I think that's something he needed to, to go forward with his life. Yeah, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, hopefully, by the end of the book, he was he was going to become less of these people that saw everything in black and white, which he clearly was at the beginning. If the if the sign said such and such, by golly, you had to do it. And because uh, I I think Sonia would certainly saw things in shades of gray, and uh, and and that's you know that's what she brought to the marriage and stuff. And uh, and I and I think he was starting to get the idea maybe by the end of the book that. Uh, uh, that all these, uh, all the other folks saw things in shades of gray as well. So it's, uh, uh, it, it helps you to, uh, uh, to be a little, uh, a little more flexible because he was anything but that. Well, I thought the humor of the no, uh, no, no driving the car in the, in the, uh, the residential area and all these signs was funny because he put the signs up. It was his, his decision. And at that cracked me up. And I was I was really glad that he had he made some. I mean, it was just pathetic that he had let things get like he had with with Runa, and uh, all all because of the so called coup d'état of a homeowners association. I mean, come on, I, I live in one of these homeowners association things. If you're taking those positions uh, of, of great importance, you're taking them way too seriously and stuff. But uh, uh, I, I, I hear you, and it's. Uh, uh, I was glad that he was uh, that he did step up and, and help. Uh, and I can't remember what Runa's wife's name was, but I mean, I mean, they had been friends and stuff. I mean, it just it was just ridiculous to to, to quibble over stuff like that. But we did need this type of book after two weeks ago. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know nobody wants to hear anything about politics. But the opening to Saturday Night Live last night was just hilarious. Uh, uh, Alec Baldwin does the best Donald Trump you've ever seen. And he was sitting around like backpedaling on everything. They were coming and talking about building the wall and doing this and that. And he was just saying, no, we're, we're just not going to do that anymore. You know, and he, he was obviously like totally overwhelmed and stuff. And then the guy playing Mike Pence walked in and he said, I heard you saw Hamilton. I just died. It was, it was so funny. Oh, I wish I would have watched that. I always forget to tape that. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years, and, and I've missed so much. I guess I need to start watching it again. <clears throat> but I, I've heard uh, Alec Baldwin, you know, uh, his uh, uh, Trump thing on NPR and whatever, and uh, he's great. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to start uh, doing that. Um, 
Oh, man. I'm not looking forward to what's coming up. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was just so funny because he, he, he would be standing there with his, his mouth was just like wide open. I could, I could just picture it really happening and stuff, but it was so funny. And then, and then I, and I guess the, 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 the current thing, I guess Mike Pence went to the Hamilton show the other night and I guess got booed or something. I don't, I don't know how bad it was, but I know it was on the news and stuff. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. They're real good at, at work, at working current uh, popular events into, into those skits and stuff. But uh, anyway, so, uh, if anybody didn't have any more comments about uh, a man called Ova, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what Mickey and I decided we're going to do for next month. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll let the mic up and see if anybody else has any last-minute comments. This has nothing to do with the book. This has to do with Saturday Night Live. Um, when, when Pence went to see uh, Hamilton, uh, they found out that he was there and some people booed him and and at they they asked him please not to boo but at the end of the show uh the the guy apparently who played hamilton got up and said uh mr president we very much appreciate your coming to this uh show uh, uh however we have a Suggestion? No, if we have a, a problem, we are all living under the state of fear, and you can do something to stop that. And everyone just raised the roof. And, Mickey, from what I've heard, there are certain right-wingers who are calling for a boycott of Hamilton because of this man's message. Oh, boy, do you believe that? Anyway, um... Uh, here we go. Well, apparently Trump tweeted that Hamilton was overrated, which is pretty funny since tickets are sold out till I think for the entire next year. Yeah, tick up till next August. So that was Aaron Burr that uh, read the statement. I guess I didn't know they booed him at the beginning, though. That was interesting. Well, uh, a couple weeks ago on Saturday Night Live. They had the cast from Hamilton, and I thought, gee, I wouldn't really want to see that. It's in the rap and everything. And it was so clever, the way they did the lines. I want to go see it now. Of course, I probably never will. Who could afford those Broadway prices? And by the time I get to see it, uh, well, you never know. Maybe somebody will decide to take me to it sounds like a fantastic show and I have been loving the Trump portion of Saturday Night Live with uh, Alec Baldwin I think he is he sounds just like him and oh I get hysterical watching him I think it's a riot well uh, you know I, I'm never going to see the production of it but uh, I got the uh, I, I, I'm a member of Amazon Prime so I, I got the uh the the broadway album off of that and, it, and it's the, the music is just great i mean i always said that about rap too because i'm not a i'm a big big rap fan but the, the 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 words and the lyrics are just so darn clever and they're not really presented like what, what, what we normally think of as rap and stuff it's just the music's great it really is and the album is it's just really worth listening to if if nothing else if you can get it off amazon prime or something i ended up you know, listening to it off Amazon, I ended up buying it because I, I listened to it so much. And uh, 
But anyway, I know that's been enough politics today. But I actually got a notification on my NBC News app today on on my phone that Rents Previous guy, who's going to be Trump's chief of staff, was on Meet the Press today, and he was asked about Muslim registries, and he said something. He even actually said they weren't they weren't going to rule anything out. I mean, come on. I mean, that's, I mean, this is, this is twenty sixteen in America. Come on, we can't be having crap like this. But anyway, that's enough of that. I had something to say, and that shocked me so much that I forgot what I wanted to tell you. Oh, um, I took my daughter to see Book of Mormon for my birthday, and it was absolutely fantastic. Another one that if you get a chance to see it, do, and the music is incredible. But should we go back to books? And we we picked what we think is a, a, a good book for you guys, and we hope you'll enjoy it. Um, am I am I doing it too soon, Alan? All I just want to say is, hail Trump. <laughs> go ahead with the book. It's fine with me. Go for the Trump. Go for the book. Go for the book. Don't go for the Trump. Go for the book. Yeah, tell them what it is. Oh, I thought you were gonna. We're going to do, and we're not. We're we're being we're being very um, undemocratic here because we chose it. Uh, the Twelve Dogs of Christmas by. Um, 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 I've read a lot of his books by some guy, <laughs> and um, and uh, I don't have the DB number, and I don't have anything, but I'm sure that Alan does. That's by David Rosenfeld. I mean, he writes these Andy Carpenter mysteries or you know series, and you know I've only re- I mean there's a bunch of them in the group, and I've read like a probably three or four of them, and enjoyed all the ones that I've read. It's not something I would read one after the other, but. Uh, they were they were they were pretty cute. He's got a good a good comedic sense, I think, and uh, uh, and there's dogs in him. Obviously, the twelve dogs of Christmas, but uh, he's a big he's a big dog lover. But uh, you know, I thought something light. It's I think it's only like maybe seven hours, if that. And it's uh, it's the commercial version of it. Uh, Grover started to say Grover Cleveland there, right? It's made Grover Bar- Grover somebody. Now nah, I've, I've got the guy's name. I think he's a commercial narrator but uh anyway i was just kind of perusing some of the christmas titles and i thought okay well i love the christmas train we're doing that in another book group so i thought well i'll pick something else i haven't read yet and and hopefully we'll go for that since it's it's december next month and that's pretty light it's eight five eight two two is the uh db number eight five eight two two uh the 12 dogs of christmas by david rosenfeld is it an Andy Carpenter mystery, or is it a standalone book about dogs? Is it one, two, or is it 12 written now? It is an Andy Carpenter mystery, but I'm sure it's pretty much standalone. They always are. And you need to watch out when you read his books, because he, he when we did an interview with him, he said he never does any research. And one of the things that he had was that um, the guy was shot and he was bleeding from his carotid in his leg. Um, if you can find your carotid there, you're, you're doing well. Um, and the other one was he, he talked about uh, crossing over from Wisconsin into Canada. And I uh, don't think you can do that. <laughs> Uh-oh, sounds like uh, total fiction. <laughs> eight five eight two two is that correct? 
Wow, that's pretty amazing. And it's kind of amazing that an author would brag about not researching basic stuff like that. You would think, especially the Wisconsin to Canada thing, that an editor would have caught it. Yeah, 85822 is the correct number, uh, Marsha. And, yeah, you you would think that the, the basic editor would have caught something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's like six hours. It's six hours and change. It's not even seven hours long. And it's Grover Gardner's the guy that narrates. And it is an Andy Carpenter story. Andy Carpenter's a, a defense lawyer. So it's usually somebody ends up getting killed or something like that. And he's, he's defending them and stuff. It's, it's kind of a... It's kind of a formulaic kind of a, a series and stuff, but uh, like I said, I, I've read I, I've read two or three of them and, and and enjoyed them. I mean, they're they're kind of mind candy and stuff. But I thought, yeah, something light for Christmas. So we'll see. I'm sure I'm sure there are probably a lot of the uh, other uh, ones that would have worked better, but I, I didn't know what they were. So uh, maybe for next year. I think he must be making an issue of not researching it. Any editor would have picked up on those. I, I've read three or four of his books, and and. Again, they're they're mind candy. They're fun, but he's an attorney, so he knows his stuff. Um, he doesn't come at that with no research, but he just says, uh, "Oh, I just sit down and write, and I, I I hope I I'm doing it right." And I was a little amused by that, but then again, strange things amuse me. Mickey, can I tell you something here? That that book you. Uh recommended for the novel ideas uh, back a few months ago, the man who jumped out of the window and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, honey. I did not like that book. That was another Swedish book, wasn't it? Yeah. The the 100-year-old man who jumped out of the... 100-year-old man who jumped out the window. Yeah, something like that. Oh, I love that book. I thought it it was really hilarious. And the writing style of that book this book that we just read reminded me kind of of that book. But definitely, it's not a book for everybody. And if everybody liked the same book, and it would be one miserable discussion because points wouldn't be brought out because everybody was thinking the same. Oh, I know. You're absolutely right. But you know what? That's <laughs> part, of it was, part of it was okay, but it kept switching. <clears throat> I, it was just after a while it was just boring and I, in fact hun, I didn't even finish it but uh, I think that's one of the few books that I have not finished in my life but uh, no it was you know I, I spent time reading it and I'm like okay I, but anyway it was it was an interesting part of a read and then it just got old That that's all I can say but uh, I'll take your recommendations to any time. Now, Sherry, fictional news not meeting in December. Is that right? I think your your book for January is being has been discussed on DB Review. I think I saw a reference to it the other day. Is is that right? No, we skipped November. We're meeting the first of December. I'll send out a reminder Monday or Tuesday. It's the book, The Hopefuls, and I don't have the author. It's sort of a political. Thing, but it's not a controversial political thing. It's just about a guy who runs for office and how difficult it is, and his campaign manager and the family relationships and stuff. It's it's a pretty light read. The book for January is as close to us as breathings, which is will not be a light. It's not a heavy read, but it will not be a Christmassy type book. It'll be more of a family drama. 
Oh, well, I got to get on the hopefuls then. I was thinking y'all were skipping December. Okay, sorry about that. And Don, are, are, are we doing a history book for December? I've been, I, 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 I kind of bailed on the John Quincy Adams stuff, so uh, uh, I've kind of lost track. Well, yes, uh, we got a book on the uh, Spanish Civil War. It's kind of an anecdotal. It gives different stories of different people who volunteered for the um, war there, and very bloody. It tells us more about Franco, understanding a little bit what happened. So it's called uh, Hill and Good Company, because they had all these famous authors and writers that it went there, so it's called Helen Good Company. The author is Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. I've forgotten the first name. Jeffrey, no, I don't remember the first name, but I'm already working on February, so <laughs> sorry. Yeah, like Don said, it's got a lot of anecdotes in it, so it's um, very readable. Don, when are we reading the Patty Hearst book? That will be January the whatever, the 6th or whatever date. That it, no, it, it must be the third. Yeah, January the third. We will be reading Patty Hearst, and uh, then what? Just make sure I got this right. What are we reading? And uh, oh, and then we're covering Arnold, uh, Benedict Arnold for February. Yeah. Okay, Helen Good Company is by Richard Rhodes. I, I found it so good. I'll get started on that. So. Uh, Okay, well, I'm going to turn off uh, our recording, and as always, uh, thank you all for your comments. I, I always enjoy our discussion, and if uh, anybody that wants to hang around in the room is all, uh, always free to do do so. But uh, uh, I'm getting ready to head over to my brothers. Uh, we're going to go out to eat tonight, I think. They're getting back. They got back from Florida today, so uh, that's always a fun time. And I hope everybody has a great uh, week, a happy Thanksgiving, and our get all uh in in the holiday spirit since uh, uh we're on the we're on the crest of the holiday wave well back to you and we certainly have a lot to look forward to we've got all kinds of books to read and i'm probably going to call you and say now what was the book for this one because i'm an idiot no i should have something here to take notes and i never do um but thank you all for coming and uh talk to everybody soon i hope next week with any luck Take care, everybody.